Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Voting in the 2022 general election begins this week. There are two candidates running for treasurer tax collector in San Diego County. One is incumbent Daniel McAllister, who was first elected in 2002, and he's being challenged by Chief Financial Officer Greg Hadosevich. Both candidates met with the San Diego Union-Tribune editorial board to discuss the job and how they would do it. Here's the first 15 minutes of each of their interviews. To hear the full conversation, go online to sandiegouniontribune.com slash election 2022. Thanks for listening. Okay, Mr. Treasurer, sorry, here we go again. Uh, what do you say to the charge from your opponent that your office isn't nearly as technologically advanced as other large California counties, in particular Los Angeles County, and that this affects uh, your ability to take advantage of technology and help people with customer service and getting their paperwork and quickly finding things online and then not having to go to central office to get basic documents? Well, uh, first of all, uh, we welcome any opinions and any thoughts uh, to the extent that you've read them here. Um, uh, and we're always uh, glad, actually, to learn of uh, people who are uh, upset for one reason or another. Um, I think it's important to note that every, every one of the 58 counties is going through some sort of uh, remodeling of their uh, communication systems and their, uh, uh, their technology. Um, in, in other cases, uh, we, we have good relationships with places uh, um, uh, such as uh, Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, uh, Riverside, uh, others who have gone through uh, fairly large changeovers in the tech side of things. And uh, I know you uh, will be pleased to note, and we certainly are, that um, the integrated property tax systems uh, are coming together nicely at uh, San Diego. We've been working on this project for some time, um, but the goal here is to modernize and uh, um, uh, integrate uh, numerous uh, county outlets um, uh, and systems uh, so that we have things that are not only up to date, but anticipate the future needs as well. Um, we've had very good responses from our um, uh, constituency. Um, as you note uh, from the numbers, uh, as we collect uh, on time, um, we have satisfied customers. We have people by and large who are happy with the service they've received uh, in our offices. Um, but I think it's important too to note this uh, project timeline uh, for the integrated property tax systems. Um, completion uh, of the same uh, is uh, undergoing right now rigorous testing. Um, and before going live, obviously, we want to make sure that the glitches and other issues are, are out of the question and out of the equation. So uh, we'll be doing these tests uh, over the next few months, and uh, hopefully things will uh, settle down in that arena uh, for some time to come. Um, I think that uh, it's important, uh, once again, to stress that um, modern supportive systems uh, are uh, the goal here. Uh, and uh, we wanna make sure that we have the very best and brightest of machinery and technology uh, and operators who can help us achieve what we wanna achieve. And that is a perfect system. 
The uh, the uh, Q and A that you submitted to the UT says that uh, the goal remains 100% compliance with electronic filing of many documents. My impression from some other states, uh, starting with Nevada and some other large counties across the country, not just in the United States, is that they were close to this goal several years ago. Are there unique factors at play into why uh, the county might be a little bit behind some other counties in, in making these these steps? Because they've been uh, talked about since uh, I talked to you and Ernie Dronenberg eight years ago uh, when you were seeking office, uh, the need to use technologies to make things work much better. So uh, what's your take on the rate of progress on this front? Well, I think that uh, many of the uh, advances have occurred in the assessor's offices. Uh, I can't speak for Ernie, uh, but I will say uh, overall that we have good cooperative spirit between the uh, departments uh, that are lying in uh, the uh, um, uh, waiting room, so to speak, out there uh, for service. Uh, but I know that he has really uh, pushed and stepped up uh, in terms of incremental um, uh, progress uh, toward making those dreams come true of having more modernization and getting things done. I think if you check uh, closely on some of those uh, counties that have said they led the way uh, many of them have run into some of the similar issues that we have run into in terms of uh, not being able to uh, do things instantly uh, and wanting to make sure that we do things such as preserve uh, the capabilities of uh, uh, online um, um, ethics, uh, not ethics, but work. Um, we want to make sure it's timely. We want to make sure it happens uh, as it should. And um, we appreciate that. Okay, I open up the floor to other questions from other board members. Mr. McAllister, just a follow up on the question that Chris just asked you. Um, you've been in this office for two decades. Um, what changes do you really see that need to be made in terms of that technology, if you could be very specific? And does your office use social media to reach um, maybe the younger demographic who relies heavily on that? Yes, and the, the first question is my is the last question you asked there. Um, and that is to say that quite some time ago, we realized that people need information as quickly as they can get it, and especially when it comes to property taxes. Uh, it's usually something that waits till the very last minute in many people's uh, habits. And so, uh, the ability to uh, give them information ahead of time, reminders, if you will, uh, not to spam them, not to sell the data, not to do any of those things other than just say, here's a reminder of something that's up and coming that you might be interested in. And uh, the first and foremost, obviously, uh, is your taxes are due. Uh, and that takes place at two or three junctures before uh, December 10th, uh, so that people are reminded and uh, we, now, we now have over 400,000 people signed up for that service um, in San Diego County. And uh, there seems to be a lot of thanks going around uh, when people uh, that I, whom I run into say, gosh, I'm glad you, you, you reminded me to pay my taxes on time because I, uh, I would have forgotten otherwise. So we know that that is working. Um, there are other occasions where we have uh, time to use um, those uh, um, I guess uh, accoutrements to this effort uh, and uh, and one of them also is the annual sale of uh, real properties uh, where taxes have not been paid 
and it has proven to be a very uh, helpful um, um, idea to be able to get people information that they otherwise would have had to spend hours looking up uh, and then getting there and finding out that the, the deal had already been consummated or that the property they were interested in had been sold a week before. Uh, so by being online, this puts them right in the driver's seat of being able to see, uh, see touch and feel um, that which is of interest to them. It sounds like you might be talking about the website, but do you have like a social media team or a social media person that only handles social media? And if you do, what, what types of social media is your department engaging in? Well, uh, I think you're right in terms of cross hatching uh, to uh, um, the website and uh, making uh, information available that way. Uh, but we actually send notices to people. Uh, we don't just wait for them to show up and be reminded. Um, and I think that one of the areas that we uh, have talked about and not um, uh, progressed as much as uh, we would like uh, is having a more of a social media presence. Um, there's a whole new generation of homeowners, for instance. Uh, there's a whole new generation of people that want information, but can't necessarily figure out how to get there. So we want to help them bridge that and help them into that information age, uh, which we have, uh, I think, rightfully been criticized for, for not having enough. Um, and uh, I think in, in um, this next uh, term, one of the things I would like to see us step up to do is do more of it and more regularly so that we have uh, a, a full panoply of, of, of linked um, communications. So again, do you have a social media team or do you have one person in, in your department? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. And what, we do have, what, what social media um, are you engaged in in the office? I mean, what, what platforms do you have? Well, as I said before, we're falling behind or we have fallen behind in that area. We have one person that deals with uh, a myriad of things such as um, inquiries from the media, um, uh, things that are straightforward uh, like that from citizenry who wants to know certain things that aren't posted on the website. We've really tried to use the website as a primary um, access point for um, um, consumers, customers. So uh, I, I admit to falling short in that area, but we have one person designated out of 123 who, um, who specialize in media and who are working uh, diligently on uh, uh, coming up with some ideas that will help us uh, bridge into the next term. So I'm not trying to um, badger you on this question. I just want to make sure that I understand clearly. So you don't have, your, the office is not engaged in Facebook or any other platforms? To some degree, but minimal. I think a lot of uh, people don't fully understand what the what the duties of your office are. I'm wondering, what do you consider the most important part of your day? What's what uh, dominates uh, your work when you're working? Well, there are um, there are two main uh, operations uh, as part of the treasurer tax collectors' duties are concerned, um, and they continue to be the focal point of my efforts on a daily basis. The first uh, is, of course, tax collection. Um, and uh, we are chartered with uh, the responsibilities for uh, bringing home the bacon, bringing that money in-house, uh, and uh, billing 
and collecting, in essence, uh, what um, we have set out to do. Uh, whatever the, the goal number is, is what we want to achieve. Um, we have had good luck, as you've probably read. Um, I think uh, even during the pandemic, uh, people stepped up to pay and pay what they owed. We saw a dip in collections. Uh, we're digressing a little bit here, but we saw a dip in collections uh, during the first year, 2020, uh, of the pandemic. Um, we had been moving along at a clip of about 90 99% on a consistent basis uh, until uh, the pandemic hit. And that dropped us to 98.6%. Uh, but then the year after and the two years following, we uh, have managed to come back over the 99 percentile uh, for collections. And we're very pleased with that. I think once again, it points to the fact that people in San Diego pay their bills, they pay what they owe. Uh, and uh, uh, I think there's um, uh, kind of an over overall uh, understanding that um, real property is usually the largest uh, investment that most people make throughout the course of their years. And uh, uh, it's important for them to make sure that those taxes are paid so that they don't run the risk of losing the property. Um, on the other side of the aisle, um, uh, but still within the operation is managing the investment pool for the County of San Diego. Uh, the uh, work of the finance people and the money management people is extremely important, but it's the one that goes unheralded most uh, because these are, these are guys that come in at 6 or 6.30 in the morning when the markets are opening. Uh, they deal a lot um, on a daily basis with the ebbs and flows of the marketplace and, and uh, what's necessary, what's coming due, uh, the monies that they're going to need in the next week to fund projects uh, at some of the various 200 agencies we talked about. Um, so to me, they do uh, incredible work and uh, it goes unheralded um, for the most part, but uh, we know that the, uh, the outcomes uh, can sometimes be pretty harsh uh, when people either don't pay attention or don't work um, as they're supposed to, uh, such was the case in Orange County uh, with their bankruptcy in 1994. Um, they tried to reach too far. They tried to do something they shouldn't have done, and it backfired. So I hope that that kind of gives you a, a uh, there's, there's in the middle, by the way, uh, an accounting area uh, that accounts for everything that comes in, everything that goes out. Um, uh, we post our, um, our uh, work uh, on, a on a monthly basis. Uh, it's, it's open for the public to see. Uh, what we've done, what we've traded, how we've done it. Um, it's all uh, an open book, and we're pleased that people um, mention that they had a chance to look at it uh, sometimes because it uh, doesn't get a lot of attention. But it's important nonetheless. Okay, today the UT editorial board is joined by Greg Hadasevich, um, who's running for county treasurer. Greg, thanks so much for taking the time today. My pleasure, thank you. Uh, first, let me, and I appreciate you sending in the written Q&A, which has answered a lot of our questions. So some of this may be follow-ups. And as one, I, I know that you've been critical of the technological advances um, that have been forthcoming in, in that office. 
what do you see as uh, specifically uh, problems in that area and, and how would you do a better job? Well, uh, I've been a chief financial officer and uh, manage financial systems uh, in the business world. I'm quite familiar with modern technology and how uh, the role it plays in the financial world. Uh, so it's a very essential component. So I know that uh, the system uh, which uh, uh, is in place at the treasurer's and assessor's office is outdated. Uh, it has been there for a long time. It is due for replacement or serious upgrade. Uh, that's why uh, I, I feel that uh, it's a time for me to run for this office. I have financial experience and I have technology experience. So it's a, I feel it's a good fit for, uh, right now. What in your background gives you, especially the, the techno, uh, technical and technological expertise? Well, uh, I worked uh, uh, with the computers as a software engineer and the database administrator before I started managing systems and then progressed to the chief financial officer. So uh, I was a member of uh, International Standards Organization Committee, expert committee on the database languages. So that's a um, fairly high level of uh, uh, acknowledgement of my qualifications. I worked for several high-tech uh, companies, uh, managed uh, large systems. So that, that gives me confidence that I'm, if somebody else uh, knows something about computer systems, well, I'll maintain a professional conversation with these people. And in our conversation, the board's conversation uh, with the incumbent, he said that that system you're talking about is in is being switched over, right? There's a, there's a new version, a new model coming. Is that your understanding? And and um, if well, that's the biggest problem and it's being fixed, are there other issues you want to call to our attention? To my knowledge, well, the system was managed by a person who uh, is facing criminal charges. I believe tomorrow is his sentencing day. So that's what he was trying to upgrade that system. Now it's a new person, but uh, the guy uh, steered the government funds to his wife's company. So for me, it's a sign of, uh, uh, it's time to look at what he was doing for so many years. Is it really a good system? What he was doing? Is it uh, is the money uh, collected properly from the taxpayers? Is it properly distributed between all those st various st stakeholders across the county? That's a big thing. Uh, I know that uh, Union Tribune reported on that uh, former employee uh, in the assessor's office was uh, admitted uh, wrongdoing, but uh, the man in charge was in charge of a multi-billion dollar system. It is not a small thing. That's how I look at it. And uh, the whole system needs to be scrutinized. It needs to be uh, audited and in, in reviewed how it was, how it is working. And more importantly, what uh, a new system will look like. I've talked to voters, taxpayers, and people are telling me how difficult it is uh, to get uh, information out of the uh, office of a treasurer and uh, assessor. So it just it takes a long time through the emails or phone calls. It just it's all publicly. It should all be publicly available information. It should be easy to use, just like it is uh, with uh, Amazon.com and other uh, major uh, websites. That's not the case uh, here in uh, in the office of so that is something to look at and bring that system up to date to to benefit uh, 
the taxpayers improve collections and make sure that uh, taxes are collected in equitable and uh, transparent, transparent manner. So especially large uh, corporations, uh, big uh, property owners, uh, their taxes, they, they pay fair share of taxes. Thanks for that answer. And, and I'm glad that you specified that that employee works in the assessor's office, so it's not in the treasurer's office. Uh, well, uh, technically, he uh, he was in the assessor's office, but uh, without clear written approval from the treasurer, he couldn't do anything at all. It is a jointly uh, owned system, and uh, it just uh, it makes sense to have one person responsible for it. It happened to be uh, placed under the assessor's purview, and uh, but unless the treasurer gave a written approval, blessing. It would nothing would happen. So, moreover, the current treasurer, the incumbent, uh, failed to uh, audit and uh, supervise uh, what is happening. So, just uh, this is especially troubling for a finance professional. Uh, anybody who spent any worked in the finance or accounting area knows there are several rules, certain rules, how to prevent uh, that kind of fraud from happening. Uh, I just want to be clear. So, even though that employee worked in the assessor's office, you're saying that. Dan McAllister had a duty to oversee that better than he did? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was it is under his purview. Without his uh, blessing and approval, that wouldn't happen. Let me one last question from me, and then I'm gonna um uh, pass it, pass the mic to my my, my colleagues here. Uh, when you talk about uh, trying to get improved collections, the county has historically gotten a collection rate of above 99%, according to Dan McAllister. It dipped a little bit during the pandemic, but is since recovered that and is 99%. What would you do differently? How there's not a lot of improvement to be had there. I don't know what the numbers show, but 99% is only one percentage point away from 100. Well, uh, but these numbers are self-reported and uh, they, they were reported by the system. That guy was actually managed and device supervised. So that's why I'm, how to say, I hope there is nothing uh, more serious is there, but uh, that is uh, something to be scrutinized. That's why I'm kind of, it's a, it's a sort of a smoking gun to me. That's how I look at it. Uh, there are certain uh, methods to audit uh, computer systems, uh, verify that the money is uh, used properly. It is not diverted to some shady business uh, run by mother-in-law, wife, or whoever. It, it, it just it's fairly standard. It just it is not a rocket science. It's in the textbook. It, it, it's in the policies, and that. If if Dan McAllister brought it up, put it in writing, nobody would object it. Nobody would ever object to it. So let's do it. It's a small amount of money to to spend. Just uh, let's do it according uh, to the rules, to the book. You know that that's uh, that that's how I look at it. So you have just a quick follow up. So you have no reason to suspect that that ninety nine percent figure is inflated. You're just saying that you want to see that it's accurate. Yeah, well, I don't have uh, uh, any uh, information, documentation disproving that number. So it looks uh, quite high to me. <laughs> it's just, uh, th th that's all I'm saying. So just uh, usually uh, there are issues in any system. No, and when, when people are consistently uh, reporting 99%, uh, you know, just elections in some uh, countries, you know, they also report 99% percent vote, sort of. It's a different thing, but uh, 
uh, you have to take it uh, with a grain of salt. That's how I'm not. But isn't that an apples and oranges thing? The only places that report 99% vote turnout are North Korea. Meanwhile, the <laughs> treasurer has enormous coercive powers because it can place liens on property if you don't pay your property taxes. So uh, do you have any evidence of any kind that this number is inflated or is it just speculation without any evidence of any kind? This is not speculation. Uh, there is a court case, uh, sentencing is tomorrow to my knowledge. The guy who was managing the system admitted wrongdoing. That, that, that's what I'm saying. If a guy who was in charge of the total system uh, admitted wrongdoing, admitted uh, criminal activity, well, for me, it's uh, just a call for action. We need to, I believe we need, just need to review. I'm not accusing anybody. Certainly, I'm not placing, uh, uh, I'm not, uh, claiming uh, criminal liability of anybody but that, that man, uh, Mr. Bishop, who is facing uh, so that that's uh, but as an incoming treasurer tax collector, I feel it is my responsibility to assure that the system works according to the best practices and uh, taxes are collected uh, in a proper manner. In your Q&A, uh, we asked you about the treasurer who oversees management of the county's $14 billion investment pool. You expressed concerns that the county wasn't uh, worried enough about inflation. And you also said that the investment goal should be to facilitate delivery of contractual obligations to the current and former county employees. What did you mean? Well, uh, the in investment pool uh, generates uh, returns uh, and uh, some, some of it goes into the pension fund. So None it is a joint to my knowledge. None of it goes into fund. It's equivalent to a money market account in which idle cash from local government agencies is held. It's completely separate from the county pension system. That's right. But every year, uh, uh, the county must make a contribution to the pension fund. But that so that has nothing to do with the investment pool. The investment pool involves them holding money from hundreds of local government agencies and school districts. It has nothing to do with the pension fund. Well, uh, regardless, uh, that fund uh, the investment pool is to ensure uh, smooth operations of uh, uh, county government and uh, all the uh, government uh, offices across the county. That's that's my point. Uh, I understand your, uh, uh, how to say, reservation. So in order to get uh, my hands, I haven't been there. I haven't been a part of that system. That is a very large amount of money to be managed, and that's how it is how it is managed. It is not managed by one person. So Dan McAllister is not the only guy who is running that managing that system. It's a collective effort. There is an investment CIO, chief investment officer. There are other people who are doing that. So and uh, we can uh, in the team environment. So we would need to ensure that. Uh, the money, the return on the, all those, uh, and the money is properly used, and the return is sufficient to ensure operations of the government offices. Given obligations, given that, mm -hmm. given that you're uh, you're the billing yourself as the outsider in this race, I want to go back to again qualifications um, and your familiarity with everything that it does, and just ask. With all the elected offices that are available, what made you decide this was the one that you'd really want to put your effort toward? Well, uh, I, I've been uh, in this country for 22 years. My specialty is finance. And uh, 
financial system. So I was thinking of uh, doing uh, public service as a contributing fact, just I wanted to return that favor that community welcomed me. And uh, uh, now I would like to contribute back to the community. What was the office? What, what could I, where I could uh, bring the best uh, return? Where I could uh, make the greatest, biggest contribution? And I identified that office uh, as a position for large improvement, uh, especially uh, that legal case I mentioned and the fact that uh, it has been managed by the incumbent for so many years, uh, there are no plans, there are no time term limits. That That's uh, uh, basically uh, when it comes to money management, it is a good idea to rotate people responsible for large amounts of money. And that doesn't seem to be the case uh, in the uh, when it comes to county treasury uh, and tax uh, collection operations. And that's how uh, it prompted my interest in that position. And uh, it came about somehow. I uh, It was somewhat surprising for me. I ended up, I did, uh, my campaign manager collected enough, uh, sufficient number of signatures. And I found myself in that uh, race. And it's, uh, it's an honor and the privilege for me uh, to be in that race, uh, to, to run against uh, an established incumbent and bring the new view new fresh uh, look at how the operation should be run. So that is why that that that's what I'm proposing. That's that's what I'm offering uh, to the voters, to the taxpayers of uh, San Diego County. Thanks again for listening. For more election coverage, including Q&As with the candidates, video interviews, and pro and con essays about state and local ballot propositions, go online to San Diego Union Tribune.com slash election 2022. Thanks for listening.